Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black mental health podcast. I am your host, Kataso Fridge, a Florida-based therapist. This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the Black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about my goals, how I achieved them. A lot of people want to know, how did you get to where you got to and which route did you take? How can I become a success in my own right? So success is what you define it because your success may not look like somebody else's success. Your success may be buying a house. Somebody else's success may be graduating high school or being a first generation um, college graduate. So success is what you define it to be. So today I actually posted a status and I cried ugly tears because I was so grateful. Everything just you know, aligned itself and it fell into place the way that it was supposed to. So as you guys know, um, I was born and raised in South Africa. So I got to the United States when I was 13 years old. So, you know, it was a transition for me. Um, You know, I'm a city girl, Joburg in South Africa. So everybody knows about that place. And, you know, Johannesburg is very fast paced. And I also lived in Pretoria, which is mid fast paced. So it's a step down from the big old city life. So when I came here, we moved to Little Rock, Arkansas. And, you know, my dad was stationed in Little Rock Air Force Base. So going from fast paced city life to Um, Going to a very, very, very slow life was different for me. And, um, you know, when I first got here and I came here, the grading system was completely different. So this is what happened to me. My teacher, I was in seventh grade. So in South Africa, you go to seventh grade from January to December. So like in the U.S., you guys know you start school in August and then you end school in about May or June or some people start in September and then they end in June. So she kind of looked at my grades and the grading system was different. She was like, since you're from Africa, um, you're probably going to have to do the seventh grade again in this semester because I don't understand this grading system. And um, it shows that you're failing, which in actuality, I was not failing. I was getting A's and B's. So that was really devastating for me because I wanted to do the best that I can. Here I am in America. I'm 13. I have already done pretty much 70% of my seventh grade. And now somebody's telling me that I have to repeat it. So that was difficult for me. And she was like, well, next semester, we'll evaluate your grades. So the next semester ended up coming, I made um, A's and B's. Let me tell you, my parents went to go talk to her and she was like, well, we don't know. We'll have to evaluate. We'll see at the end of the year. End of the year came around, I made straight A's. So, you know, my parents were like, well, forget it. What you're going to do is um, we're going to pay for you to skip a grade and take these classes because we know that you're ahead of the game. Eighth grade, straight A's. So everything that they were giving me or everything that we try- they were trying to teach me, I had-, I had already learned. And then the way that they teach in South Africa, it's very advanced. 
So by the time you get to college, you don't even have to retake your chemistry, biology, or any of that stuff because it's already been taught in high school. So you're very advanced. So when they were trying to teach me certain things, I was finishing it in two seconds. They just couldn't understand like this girl from Africa can finish this. Like it was really, really a perspective that was really jaded because South Africa is considered a third world country. And, you know, when the resources are being taken from you, because obviously, you know, Africa was really advanced before we got colonized. Sorry to break it to you. Before we got colonized. So there were a lot of things that were happening. And during that time, I felt so bad. So this is what I used to do. So when I got to the ninth grade, um, I was like, we're not going to do this anymore. So my parents was like, were like, okay, let's go ahead and pay for your schooling. And you could take two grades at the same time. So first of all, this lady cost my parents money. And she cost me my time. Because my grades show for it, um, she just had a jaded perspective and she was a black lady, surprisingly. So fast forward, um, I'm in ninth grade, I'm flourishing and I'm learning everything. And, you know, I'm doing ninth and 10th grade. So while I was doing ninth and 10th grade at the same time, I was so determined to pass all my classes, so determined to do the best thing I could do for myself. So... You guys, I used to hide in the closet at nighttime. My parents would tell me to go to bed. I would hide in the closet and do my schoolwork. Like, literally, that's how motivated I was. And for a long time, they didn't even know I was doing that. And I I just couldn't sleep because I wanted to, you know, be at my grade that I'm supposed to be in. Like, I'm supposed to be in 10th grade, but yet I'm in ninth grade because somebody didn't want to take the time to learn the South African grading system, which the scale is right there. And also, like when she saw that I was flourishing, getting straight A's, this is not a challenge for me. So she didn't care about that. So that was really annoying for me. So fast forward, I went from ninth grade and then I went to 11th grade and then 12th grade. And then I graduated with honors. I get to college. I finished college in three years. I didn't waste any of my summers. When I tell you guys, my friends were out there. They were partying, having a good time because they're living in the college dorms. My parents told me, heck no, you're going to stay at home with us, especially my dad. My mom was like, let her go to college. Let her go to college. My dad was like, my daughter is spending the first two years um, in the house with us. So I stayed with my parents in their house for the first two years. And then it progressed on until I got my master's. So when I got to my master's program, the first semester I was with my parents and I was like, enough is enough. And my dad was like, yeah, I'm getting sick of you. So you guys got to go. So I ended up moving in with my friend. And once that happened, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in psychology. Then fast forward, I took a break for a year and then I graduated with my master's in social work. And during that time, I was flourishing. But at, at the same time, I went through a very, very dark time. I wasn't even sure that I was going to make it through. I wasn't even sure if I was going to graduate at that point. Not because my grades were bad, but just everything that was going on in my life, I felt daunted. So I moved forward. When I graduated, everything 
aligned itself. And when I first started my first job, guys, I waited about two months. So I graduated in May, and in about in May, yeah. And then the the lady called me. I did an interview, and she told me the job was gonna start in July. I had an interview in June. I didn't start working until September. Two months later than the projected start date. And I took a job that was $15.45 with a master's degree. Let me tell you guys how shoddy and how messed up the system is when it comes to social workers. Social workers are therapists. Um, We work in the medical field. We do everything. A lot of people don't even know what a social worker does. A social worker is like a psychologist. A social worker is a counselor. The only difference is the degree type. So when that happened, I was like, oh my God. So I took that opportunity to learn. I did not marginalize myself. I learned about substance abuse for children and adults. I was a therapist. I was killing it. And then from then on, like I elevated, elevated, elevated. And right now I don't make any less than 70K. Like, I'm, like, almost to six figures. I'm almost to six figures. And I've only been in the field for three years. You guys have to understand, like, the grind that I had to put in. And a lot of people tell you, don't quit jobs. Don't do this. Stay at the job for consistency. Do not do that. If a job is not fulfilling you, if they don't value you, and they're not paying you what you deserve, don't stick around. Find a job that you know you know you have the experience for, but is willing to pay you what you are worth. <clears throat> I moved around for a few jobs. Like I've had, I think three jobs since I graduated in 2016, because I knew my worth and I was learning. I was not marginalizing myself. I worked two jobs at some point so I could get experience in inpatient psychiatric units. But I told myself, you know what? I'm not going to allow anyone to determine how I'm going to tailor my life. And if somebody's interviewing you and asking me, why do you want to leave this job or what happened for you to do this? I'm going to tell them. I always say, the reason is I need job security. I know my worth and I don't want to marginalize myself. And, you know, as an individual, we have to know our worth. So, you know, I went on like right now. Remember you guys, I was on a podcast hiatus. I took some time out and I told you guys why. If you don't know, I'm going to add it to the video and then you guys can reference back the videos and my reasoning for taking time from the podcast. So as I proceeded forward, I started to say, okay, am I going to want to continue to interview and work for other people for the rest of my life when I have the skills and the tools to start my own? I had to really get real with myself because I felt like I was shortchanging myself and selling myself short. Obviously, I needed a nine to five to finance, you know, my dreams, my goals, my aspirations. But at the same time, I told myself, I'm not settling for you for less. I'd rather be in private practice part time to transition into full time rather than not doing it at all for the fear of doing things on my own. There are going to be some challenges. So I ended up creating private practice in Florida and in Michigan. 
saw some services of teletherapy. So it has really been a journey for me, like coming from South Africa and being an immigrant. And you know, I could have made these things happen in South Africa for sure, hundred percent, no doubt about it. They have all the resources, but at the same time, like the perspective of how immigrants are viewed in America, or you know, mostly Latin America and Central Americans are, you know, looked at as criminals when they come to this country or less than. And there are a lot of immigrants out there who come here and do good and flourish and do the things that they're supposed to do. So when you meet somebody that's an immigrant and they're striving for the best thing they can strive for, they're doing the best that they can, what they have, we have to provide them with support because I would not be here without my own determination, obviously, and without the help of my parents for, you know, furthering my education, being there for me. But at the same time, I am my own biggest advocate. I am my own superhero. I do not do goals. Nobody is my goals. I am my own goals because I know what I can do. So whatever field that you're in, please rest assured and know that, you know, you are the best at what you do. Go ahead and continue to put your best foot forth because at the end of the day, If you know your worth, other people have no choice but to respect it. If I show that I have low self-esteem, how is somebody supposed to allow me to take a standpoint of leadership? Or if I am lacking self-esteem, how is somebody supposed to be confident enough to support me? I have to be able to support myself just as much as you. So we all have to put ourselves in positions of confidence, in positions of love, in positions of honesty, because these things matter when we move forward in in our goals and and our aspirations and the things that we're trying to do. We cannot allow barriers or obstacles to get in the way of where we're trying to be. Once you jump over that hurdle, It really is what it is, a hurdle. And, you know, the journey is not going to be easy and your destination is still available for you to get to. Wherever you are right now, this is not your final destination. You know, I'm here, you know, I have, you know, private practices and I have this podcast that I created out of love. And this was really the stepping stone for me to step into who I really am. And, you know, I'm not going to say that it's easy to record every week. I'm not going to say that it's easy to speak. And sometimes, you know, I get nervous before I start this podcast because I want to, you know, give the best content that I can be my authentic self, not trying to be like anybody else. That is very nerve wracking. And I just want to tell you guys, whenever people want to play my podcast when I'm around, I don't let them. Like, I always tell people, listen on your own time, please, because this is so embarrassing. I don't know. And, you know, that's another thing that I also have to get over. That's another level that I have to reach. See, I have another goal that I need to reach, allowing people to listen to my podcast when I'm around. Because I don't know. Sometimes I don't even uh, go back and listen. I just trust that what I said was accurate. And I know that I'm giving you the correct information. I don't know what I sound like. 
you know, I just listen to a little bit and I just make sure that, you know, I have the right content. And I've been so blessed to be able to, you know, be where I am. So how do you achieve your goals? Number one, it starts by having goals. Number two, you have to believe that you can achieve those goals. Number three, nobody is your goal setter or goal inspiration. And I'm saying this because a lot of times we say, I want to be like this person. This person is goals. We don't know what they're fighting. We don't know what they're going through. So we can't compare our journey to somebody else's. Be like you. Don't follow somebody else's goals. Follow your own. I mean, you can tailor a path and say, oh, it's nice that she's there. But at the same time, I'm not going to say, oh, this person is goals. That person is goals. I'm not doing that. Be your own goals. And the last thing, whenever you have goals, always execute. I know a lot of people that have these awesome ideas, but they are too afraid to take the leap and share. And oftentimes we get so bogged down by all of our mistakes and all of our lessons that we had to go through in order to, you know, learn those lessons. But we're so embarrassed that we can't even look past that. Failure is a part of the process. Do you think that when I started my private practice, I knew what I was doing? Absolutely not. There's things that I stumbled and fumbled on, but did I keep going? Yes, I didn't stop. Because had I stopped, I wouldn't be here talking about it. And with my podcast, I was very nervous, but did that stop me? No. So I... I am not allowing any of my fears or any of my worries to push me to the point where I can't even achieve my goals. Listen to me. I am an immigrant. I was born and raised in South Africa, halfway across the world. South Africa is the most developed country in Africa. But I am here in the United States. You know, those are two different lives. I could, I probably could have had the same exact life. But I am grateful for both experiences. I am grateful that I'm here even talking to you. I'm grateful that you're even listening to my podcast. Like this morning, I cried ugly tears. Like uh, ugly tears. Like Kim Kardashian face tears. Like that type because I had so much gratitude. I actually launched my website and I was so excited about it and I finally was able to share it with people. Ugly tears of gratitude because I have achieved my goals and I am just getting started. Because what? Because I believed. And once I believed, I executed. So don't ever in your life allow somebody to tell you you can't do something. Whether you're an immigrant, whether you're a black woman, whether you are uh, you are a purple woman, whether you're a man, whether you have disabilities, whether you have things that are in your way, whether you have mental health issues, it is possible. Whatever 
you say is your dream, whatever you say is your goal, make that possible for you because nobody else is going to get it done for you. If you believe in yourself, treat yourself and get it done. So uh, my private practice is actually called Solace Counseling and Consulting PLLC. So if you want to see my website or if you want to know more about my services, go on my website, find out. Um, reach out to me through my podcast. I appreciate you guys. I had to make this, you know, video because it's December and I'm reflecting and I boohoo cried this morning because I am so thankful even when I thought that I couldn't make it, but I'm here now, baby, and nobody's going to stop me. And I want no one to stop you either because we're on this road to success. Okay. So I hope you have a great one and I hope you enjoyed the podcast and this has been helpful for you. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. You can catch us on Anchor and all your favorite media streams. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Silent Symptoms Podcast. Let us know if you have any feedback or topics that you would like to hear. 